and pray in the spirits on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And that is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Bridge Radio. And we are coming at you from the great state of Texas. I am your host, A.W. Varilla, and today I am doing the podcast solo. Uh, Steve is on vacation. I don't know if vacation, but he is visiting family actually up in the Chicagoland area in Indiana. So um, super excited that his uh, uh, daughter and husband moved up there. They're doing some, I believe, missions training. So super happy for them. Uh, and we wish them the best uh, as they're getting prepared to do us uh, uh, ministry and super excited about that. Um, we just uh, uh, we want to keep you updated on the on the building. Um, again, we've been just talking about this uh, every every podcast. Uh, we're continuing to wait for the permits. Uh, we're continuing to raise funds for the building out of the inside. Um, and again, uh, we're, we're just trusting on God and in God's, uh, providence, uh, this will get done and in his will. And we're super excited about that. A reminder, the, the Spanish conference is coming up very soon. We have a couple more weeks left. Please, please sign up for the Spanish conference. Uh, and today we are going to be talking with Kevin P. Halloran, uh, When Prayer is a Struggle, uh, published by P&R Publishing. So uh, we're going to be talking about his book today. We're super excited. Uh, this is an area where I uh, struggle and reading his book has really been just a blessing. And I hope that this podcast is a blessing to you guys. Uh, please pursue Please subscribe to Apple, Android, Google, and Stitcher Radio. And please visit our website at bridgevanlaredo.org. And we're also on Spotify. All right, ladies and gentlemen, why don't we get this uh, podcast started? Kevin P. Halloran serves with Unlocking the Bible, a ministry dedicated to proclaiming Christ through media, mobilizing believers in evangelism, and equipping leaders for the church. Kevin got his MDiv at Trinity Evangelical Divinity School. Welcome, Kevin, to Bridge Radio for the first time. Thank you much for having me, Ed. So, uh, Kevin, we have your book here at Bridge Radio, um, When Prayer is a Struggle, and by PNR Publishing. And before we get started, uh, Kevin, uh, I'd like to introduce our guest. Can you just share a little bit about yourself and how God drew you to saving faith? That's a great question. By God's grace, I came to know Christ at a very young age, maybe as young as four or five or six. Grew up in a family with two newer believers as parents, but they really did a great job of teaching me the gospel and bringing me to good Bible-believing churches and uh, putting me around solid believers. And I don't know exactly when I came to faith, but I remember as a young child sitting in the sanctuary at church and hearing the word proclaimed, and I just knew that that was true. I just, I knew that the gospel was true, and, and my heart burned within me as I heard God's word preached. Uh, and so I'm, I have a, that's a 
boring testimony compared to other people, but I think having a, a boring testimony like that is one of the greatest things you could ask for anybody, right? One of the greatest signs of God's grace in my life. Um, and, and as I continued in uh, church uh, growing, you know, people maybe didn't know much about me. Maybe I was the quiet guy in the corner for a lot of Sunday school and youth group activities, but God was working in my heart and planting seeds that he would grow much later. And uh, for college, I attended a Christian school, Taylor University of Indiana, and God really started to draw me closer and closer to himself. That It was there that I really began to uh, pursue God through the spiritual disciplines of Bible reading and prayer. And uh, from there, went to seminary at uh, Trinity, as you said, and uh, the past several years, I recently had a job transition, but the past several years spent time uh, traveling to uh, Ecuador and Mexico as a missionary teaching pastors, uh, training them in expository preaching. Mm. So I love the work you guys do at uh, Bridge Ministries that focus on English and Spanish. That's kind of my uh, the world I, I live in now, but uh, yeah, I have a passion for just understanding what God's Word says and how that transforms our lives, and uh, as we'll talk more about, I have a passion for prayer, and a lot of that flows from uh, my personal struggles in prayer. Mm. Yeah, that has been one of my struggles as well, as well as uh, in the introduction I had mentioned to our our listeners. Um, and, and for our audience, uh, Kevin is a, uh, guy who lives in the Chicago land area. And for our listeners, you know, that's a big deal for me. <laughs> so before we begin, like, are you a bears fan or are you a Packers fan? <laughs> I am a Bears fan. <laughs> yeah. So we, so we can be bears friends. So, um, so, Kevin, um, what led you to write the book, When Prayer is a Struggle, a Practical Guide for Overcoming Obstacles in Prayer? As I alluded to earlier, Mm. I have struggled to pray Mm. uh, much of my Christian life. And it was about probably 10 years ago now that I realized I was kind of in the habit of saying in front of other believers, like things to the, uh, the effect of, well, you know, everybody struggles to pray. And so you know, that's just something we're going to have to live with. Or mm. everybody struggles to pray, and it, in my heart, kind of behind that, I meant, so it's not worth pursuing, uh, not, not worth putting forth that much effort in prayer. But one time I said that, and I was just so convicted about what what was kind of underlying that statement. What, what was my view of God behind that statement? What was my view of His gospel? And uh, from that moment, I moment of conviction, I, I, I prayed to the Lord in repentance and, and I told him, you know what, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to seek to grow. I'm going to mm. stop making excuses. I'm going to look uh, inwardly, look in scripture, read a lot of good Christian books, going to talk to a lot of other believers about overcoming the obstacles that we face in prayer. So I myself cannot always be tripped up of losing focus in prayer or not exactly knowing what to say because I wanted to be a prayer warrior, and I still do. I, you know, it's easy to hear really encouraging sermons on prayer or stories of God answering prayer in, in amazing ways. And you know, I think, oh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna be faithful in prayer and be, be a prayer warrior. But uh, that that mentality and that 
uh, passion seemed to only last for a, a couple days or a couple weeks. And my desire in when prayer is a struggle uh, was to put together a practical guide for overcoming obstacles in prayer, as the subtitle says. And uh, my, my hope is that it encourages people in, in simple ways. A lot of times it's, it's simple things, simple theological truths or simple uh, diagnoses of what may be wrong in our hearts that are tripping us up from praying. Uh, sometimes we just need a simple uh, tip or a tool to help us move forward in prayer. And that understanding understanding those things can really help us in a, in a more consistent and disciplined way to move forward in prayer, uh, not for the sake of our own prayers per se, but for the sake of knowing God and serving Him in our world. Yeah, no, uh, that is that is so true. Um, you know, I, I want to touch on uh, in the introduction on page 12 of your book, you you say that everyone struggles to pray. And why is the struggle good, Kevin? I, that threw me off when I first saw it. The struggle is good. I was like, what? <laughs> and I really love how you just explain that part and in, in a very just simple way easy reading and I was and it was so articulated what so well that I was just like wow like that's so true but can you just explain a little bit to our our listening audience why the struggle is good yeah I, th- I think struggling to pray is to a degree good we can't be content in a struggle yes. but you really only struggle you there's a desire behind that struggle mm. there, if you know if you aren't a believer, you're probably not going to desire a great prayer life, right? But at conversion, God fills us with the Holy Spirit and plants in us the desire to pray, desire to cry out to our, uh, cry out Abba Father. Mm. And so the fact that we do struggle shows that there's a pull, there's that desire to seek God through prayer, desire to cry out to God for help. And just like anything in life, we, we need to grow. Mm. We need to take baby steps to uh, to grow and to learn how to do it, but then also be disciplined uh, so that we can uh, move forward in prayer. And but, yeah, that's why I said that the desire to prayer is full prayer, or the, excuse me, the struggle to pray is good because that shows an underlying desire. But just having that desire and not intentionally thinking through how do we grow, how do we make our prayer lives more effective, how do we make our prayer lives more honoring to God? And even how do we take the focus off of our prayer lives mm-hmm. and just put them on God more just so we can be living living a life of faith and living a life of uh, constantly growing love for God, which are those are two underlying uh, foundations for prayer, faith in God and love for God. I think once we, once we can understand prayer from that perspective, uh, at least for me, it's really helped me grow and helped prayer become a natural part of my walk with Christ. Yeah, no. Wow. That is so good. You know, um, um, one of the things that you said here towards the end of that, uh, page, um, you said the trouble comes when competing desires distract us from pursuing God. We also face an enemy who hates it when God's children pray and will do whatever it takes to stop us from engaging in the powerful act. I really love that you pointed that out. You know, as you just mentioned, there there are competing desires as well that distract us from pursuing God. 
And, and, and I know that we're going to get in other parts here as we ask some more questions, but I thought that was just really good. And it, it I took that to heart and I was like, cause we forget these things, right? Like I know that it's there yeah. and I know that it's true. And, um, and, and, and I guess this is a, a great segue to the next question, Kevin, why do we, why do we forget that prayers matter? And you're addressing this in you're in, in the, in the second chapter, I believe. Or the first chapter. Yeah, I think we forget why prayer matters. For what I said earlier, there, the foundation of true prayer is faith uh, and love for God. And as mm. it says in Hebrews eleven six, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And we can just forget about prayer altogether. I mean, I've gone several days without really thinking through prayer. You know, probably even a lot longer. <laughs> Mm. earlier times in my Christian life and prayer can often be a means of, you know, just a hoop to jump through. You know, I know I need to read my Bible and pray. I'm a, I'm a believer, but our mind is somewhere else. We're focused on something else. And uh, so often we think we just check that box, but we forget what prayer actually does. We also forget why we need prayer. And in that first chapter, uh, it talks about why prayer matters. I, I walked through the Lord's prayer which I think gives us a comprehensive look at why prayer matters, why we need to pray. And I think foundationally, I love how the Lord's Prayer starts. It says, Our Father. That's how it starts. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the most important things to remember in prayer. And one of the things that encourages my heart the most is to remember that I have a Father in Heaven I can come to. I don't have an angry boss in Heaven who has, outrageous demands of me and uh, gets really angry with me if I'm not doing everything exactly the way he wants. I don't have, uh, you know, God isn't like Santa Claus, someone who doesn't really want a relationship with us and will just give us everything we want. You know, God isn't like uh, the force in Star Wars. You know, we don't exactly know what's happening. It's, It's very impersonal, but God is our father and he loves us unconditionally. He is the sovereign God over the entire universe, and he invites us to come to him with our needs. And he can meet all of our needs in Jesus Christ, our needs, our spiritual needs. Uh, I love how the Lord's Prayer starts first, thinking through God. Uh, it says, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. Uh, but I also love how the second half, God uh, says that he, he knows our needs too. He can provide our daily bread. Uh, Reminds us of our, our need for the gospel when we say, forgive us our debt. And it also reminds us of the fact that we need to forgive others, extend that forgiveness, because forgiven people forgive. Uh, and as we have forgiven our debtors portion. And then, of course, the last uh, petition of the Lord's Prayer about uh, protection and deliverance from evil and temptation is so important as well because we have uh, an enemy outside of us, but also an enemy inside of us internally, uh, sin that we need to put to death by the power of the Spirit. So remembering why prayer matters and just constantly walking in faith, uh, reminding ourselves as much as possible from Scripture, because uh, it's when we hear Scripture, that's what generates faith. Right, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. We need, we need to hear from God. Uh, he starts the conversation, 
in in the gospel, in his word. And in prayer, I think a simple way to think about prayer is just responding to what God has said to us in his word and through his son, the incarnate word. Yeah, and, and I don't mean to be giving too much of your book because we do want people to get them, but um, uh, this is the last time I read from your book before we go to the other question, which was really impactful again for me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you say in, you say through our redemption in Christ, we have a direct line to heaven. God never sends his children to voicemail or rejects or calls, and yet none of us pray as we should. We still forget to pray and forget why prayer matters. We wonder whether prayer works. We don't feel like praying unless a trial or a major need brings us to our knees. And then once the trial passes or the need is provided for, we go back to our forgetful ways. Um, and, and that was just the part where you were talking awesome how I forget. And, and, why, and I was like, oh, I had to take a deep breath when I read that. <laughs> because it was convicting <laughs> and I thank you for that because I needed to read that you know um and and I really love how you just went through the Lord's Prayer um I was just at G3 recently and, and Paul Washer was talking about prayer and um and that's what we were trying to do a, um, a Spanish conference next year is on prayer um and, oh, wow. and and I think that that would be because as you were going through the Lord's Prayer, there is so much there, right? And, and we just don't have the time to talk about that because, uh, in the sense of breaking everything that you just said, breaking down, breaking it down from our Father who's in heaven, uh, you know, uh, holy is your name, uh, your will be done, and, you know, everything, give us our daily bread, everything that you were saying. Like, I mean, you can talk about just, just those little parts for the longest time, you know, you can get stuck on just one section of like our father who's in heaven. I mean, I'm just thinking like how, how, how much of that you can talk about who our father is and it's just be for, forever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And one of the beautiful things about the Lord's prayer is that, I mean, you, you could spend the rest of your life studying it and thinking about it. And there's just an incredible depth, to it, uh, but at the same time, it, it it's something that believers and young children can understand. Yes. And I I found the Lord's Prayer practically maybe the most helpful thing for my prayer life oh, wow. because there are several different ways you can use it. It's not only kind of comprehensive in its outlook and teaching us about prayer and the Christian life, but practically uh, we can pray it like Martin Luther did. Mm. He prayed kind of breaking it up into as a template for prayer, petition by petition. And as you say, uh, hallowed be your name. You think of all the different reasons in your life and around the world why we can uh, glorify God's name mm. and pray for his name to be glorified. Mm. Uh, and then just go petition by petition. That, that really helps me to be focused in prayer because that kind of gives my feet a path to walk down. Just one petition at a time. When I'm done with one, I go back to another or go back to the next one. And even when I'm distracted in prayer, say my little daughter needs my attention in the morning when I'm usually in prayer seeking God after Bible reading, often I'll just put a mental bookmark uh, down at after the petition that I had finished, and I can go back, you know, 15, 20 minutes later and finish a session of prayer, uh, picking up where I left off. 
Um, one of the things I like to encourage people as well about the Lord's Prayer is to pray it specifically for a situation or for a person. And I share uh, an example in the, the book of doing that, but um, really when, uh, if there's a, a situation you think maybe a spiritual warfare or you need uh, just the Lord's help because you have no idea what to say to a perplexing situation, just take that situation through the Lord's Prayer. Um, if someone's looking for a, a prayer to pray and maybe they're really frustrated at work, you can ask God to be glorified in that situation. Amen. You can ask uh, for God's kingdom to come through you at work, even through the frustrations you're experiencing. You can ask uh, God's kingdom to come in you more as you are uh, persevering through something that frustrates you. You can ask for God's will to be done because uh, obviously if you're frustrated, your will probably isn't being done like you want it to be, but you can surrender control to the Lord knowing he has a good, pleasing and perfect will. And just continue to, to go through the petitions of the Lord's prayer. And I love that because the petition on forgiveness says, uh, forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. That, that reminds me um, that I need to, uh, e- even if someone does something against me that makes me really frustrated or hurt, I can respond to that in sin. Um, because I'm also praying, deliver me from evil, lead me not to temptation. And so I think the Lord's Prayer is just an incredibly practical prayer tool that uh, the more we use it, I think the more we will see how it can help us in prayer. Do we do we overlook the Lord's Prayer as believers? In, in... I, think, I think many of us do. And mm-hmm. here's a confession. I was leading a minister, uh, the Spanish ministry in our church a handful of years ago, and one of the other uh, guys leading it suggested we teach through the Lord's Prayer. And my gut reaction was, you know, that's a little basic. I think I think we can do more than that. But as I've studied it more, and just see the the themes the Lord's Prayer addresses throughout Scripture, it's just incredibly. Uh, incredibly deep and incredibly uh, powerful at shaping our hearts mm. as we pray it and as we contemplate God's kingdom coming. Because when you think of, you think of the problems in our world, the things we complain about, you know, there's so much, so much politics and especially in the pandemic, it mm. seems like every few months there's a major issue that everyone's arguing about. <laughs> and the Lord's prayer really helps refocus us on the most important things. But yeah, to get back to your question, I think I think many believers could benefit greatly by returning to the Lord's Prayer and just meditating on it, using it as a tool for their own prayer lives. And that's one of the reasons why the first thing I, I recommend new believers to memorize is the Lord's Prayer. Fairly comprehensive, but it's also a tool for seeking God through prayer. Yeah, you know, one of the sad things, though, I've experienced uh, being down here in South Texas um, within just the Christian community and some of the churches uh, that um, some people are afraid to uh, just go through the Lord's Prayer because they think of Catholics um, mm. in, a, in a city, in a area where it is dominated by Catholicism. Um, I know that 
I know that probably people feel a little shy about that because they're like, well, the Catholics just repeat it. And, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to do that. And, and, and again, I was just reminded recently just uh, through, through somebody else and then reading your book, the importance and the richness and the truth, because Jesus is giving us an example, pray in this way, our Lord, our Savior, our God, our Redeemer is telling us here, here it is. And, and I've, and I've been guilty of overlooking that. And, and recently I just been trying to pay more attention. So when I was reading your book, I was, I was just happy that you're breaking this down and like, well, what does that mean? There's so much here. And I was really excited about that. Yeah. And just because some people use it in an empty way, doesn't mean there's not incredible meaning to it, incredible fullness. I mean, it mm. was taught by Jesus Christ himself mm. to his disciples, a very practical answering a very practical question, but it, every single word is inspired by the Holy spirit. And so meditating on that, remembering that, and then just jumping in and praying it is, is powerful. And I hope that many listening to this, if any people have kind of experienced what you're talking about, Abe, I hope they would consider studying it more deeply. Uh, mm-hmm. Or if they're a pastor, maybe even doing a sermon series through it. I think that could really bless their people. Oh, wow, that, that, is, that is great. Um, Kevin, let's, let's move forward a little bit in your book. Um, and, um, why do we feel too guilty to pray at times or maybe all the time? (laughs) Yeah, I I think there's a couple of primary reasons why we may feel guilty. One is simply because we don't feel like our prayer lives measure up. That was me for a long time. I think realizing Kevin, you can grow in prayer. You are often distracted. Uh, you often don't put forth much effort in prayer, and so God is kind of looking down on you because of that. Or it can be because there's a sin struggle in our lives that makes us ashamed, and uh, we don't want to come before God because of that guilt. And I think it's important for us if either of those feelings of guilt, either feelings for our prayer life or a particular sin, I think we need to just remember the gospel. We need mm. to remember that Christ came for sinners. And even the Lord's Prayer has built in the, the, the realization that we are sinners and we're going to need grace when we pray, forgive us our debt. And the beautiful thing is that God prescribes that to us. So he knows we're going to need to pray it. He knows we're going to need forgiveness, but it also shows that he's willing to answer. He's willing to forgive. And we need to just continually preach the gospel to ourselves that Christ came for sinners. And we're always going to be uh, sinners uh, in this life, but we can be transformed and we can see our sin not as a hindrance to prayer, something that, you know, is a roadblock that we decide, ah, I'm just not going to pray because I'm not worthy. But we can use that as a motivation to pray because in Christ, we have access to God as sinners. And one of my favorite passages that talks about this truth is, uh, Hebrews 4, Hebrews 4, 15 and 16 says, We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Verse 16, uh, it's one of my all-time favorite verses, probably my favorite verse on prayer. 
Um, so let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace mm-hmm. that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So Christ was without sin, but he understands our situation perfectly. And God invites us to draw near in confidence. And, and I love how that verse ends. It says that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. God knows that we have need. Yeah. He says right here. And he says that we have mercy and grace at the throne of grace. Uh, through our great high priest, Jesus Christ, he has opened up a new and living way for us to know him and to seek him. And yeah, we're, we're going to sin, but, uh, but one of the, the things that helps me grow the most in my Christian life is, is just to realize that my sins should make me run to the cross, make me rejoice in the gospel more. And as I do that, as I think more about God's grace, that actually helps me be transformed more and more into the image of Christ. And I, I'm thinking of uh, Titus chapter 2, where it says that God's grace teaches us to say no to worldly desires and say yes to godliness. Mm. As we understand his grace, it is a great teacher in our lives and brings us along in the sanctification process. And so if any of your listeners feel too guilty to pray, uh, don't feel like that anymore. Look to Christ, look to the cross, because he is our Redeemer. He is the great high priest who can uh, put all your sins away and give you complete uh, access to God. So rejoice in that truth and let that joy from the gospel drive you to uh, heartfelt prayer. Wow, so true. Amen. So um, uh, I want to touch one more uh, chapter in your book. And for our listening audience, we're barely scratching the surface on the book, right? We're just giving you little bits and pieces because we want you to go get the book. Um, Chapter five, you talked about, I have mixed motives. Can you talk about that? Um, uh, I was reading through it and I was like, wow, I never thought about that. Why the purpose of me praying and do I have mixed motives in my prayer? Yeah. And that, uh, chapter is kind of based on John or uh, James chapter four, mm-hmm. which, you know, maybe when we think of prayer struggles, having mixed motives may not be the first thing that pops into listeners' minds. Mm-hmm. But as we examine the scriptures, this is a, a key passage in the scriptures that deals with obstacles we face in prayer and challenges we have. And the first few verses of James four actually mention a couple different prayer struggles. And one says in James four, two, you do not have because you do not ask. So prayerlessness is actually one of the, <laughs> the <laughs> principal struggles in prayer because, mm-hmm. you know, if, if we're not even asking God, you know, he's not going to answer that prayer. And uh, it'd be a terrible thing to get to heaven and to realize all of the blessing and help that the Lord could have given you that you just didn't ask for. And James goes on to talk about another prayer struggle, mixed motives. He says, you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly. Spend it on your passion. Mm. And so we need to uh, consistently think through, you know, what, what are we bringing before God in prayer? Are they honoring to God? Um, and I, I have a few questions to diagnose that in the chapter, yes. but I'll encourage listeners that we, we all pray with mixed motives. And it's probably 
fairly common. I think in the sanctification process that as we as we grow and know more of God's word and draw closer to Him and and greater maturity, it, it won't be as big of a struggle, maybe, or as big of a conscious struggle. One of the things that I mentioned in the that chapter is that if we pray scripture following the the simple practice of just praying with an open Bible, responding to what God has said, that's actually going to prevent a lot of the mixed motives that we could possibly have in prayer because our prayers, our petitions will flow right from the words of scripture, right from the heart and the the will of God. And as it says in uh, first John chapter five, that if we're praying according to God's will, that he's going to hear us. And I think, um, it, it can also be an, uh, a, a hindrance to prayer, potentially, is, is being overly worried about having mixed motives. But the beautiful thing is God knows we're going to have mixed motives, and he can even, you know, Christ our intercessor can, uh, can clean up our prayers uh, on the way up to the Father. And I, I, this is a little bit of a spoiler alert, but I close the chapter saying, the worst possible takeaway from this chapter is to let the fear of mixed motives keep you from prayer. Mm. Because God is so gracious that even if we do have mixed motives, well, I mean, that's not going to change our relationship with him. And God's not going to, uh, I mean, he may not respond to our prayers in the way that we want. And if we have mixed motives, he probably won't, but he is gracious and we can, come to him humbly, realizing maybe we have mixed motives uh, humbly. And I've even many times said, Lord, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be praying for this thing. My heart, especially in in an intense emotional uh, situation, maybe, or my heart's really wrapped up in a situation. I just lay it out before the Lord. Lord, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be praying this way, but I pray that you would help me, lead me in your word, lead me by your spirit to pray in a way that honors you. Yeah. Wow. You know, um, Kevin, uh, this time is flown by and, um, I just want to say thank you. But, uh, before we land this plane, uh, Romans ten fourteen says, how would then would they call on him whom they have not believed and how would they believe in whom they have not heard and how would they hear without a preacher? Kevin, can you share the gospel with our worldwide audience today? I would love to, uh, beginning of the gospel where the where everything starts is, is Jesus. Jesus is the Lord of the entire universe. He's the creator of everything. He's the king of the universe. He is the Christ, God's chosen Messiah for all of human history. And we as humans, we have sinned against him. We have offended and rebelled against our holy creator. We've failed to follow his law for us. We are sinners by nature and by choice. And no matter what we try to do, we cannot save ourselves from God's wrath and the punishment that we justly deserve. And uh, we need to constantly remember uh, who Christ is because he is the Savior of the world. He alone can save us from sin when he died on the cross. He lived the perfect life, lived the life we could never live, but then went to the cross to bear the weight of our sin. And then he rose again for the, on the third day for our justification. And so we need to uh, cling to Christ as the Savior by faith. And as we believe in him, 
uh, repent of our sins. We are made new. We are made into God's sons and daughters and uh, regenerated. We are new creations in Christ, and we can walk with God. We can walk in good works and live for His glory, which is both for our good and for the, the good and flourishing of the world. And so God is so much greater, and His gospel is so much more gracious than we can ever imagine. And as it relates to prayer, I think I think we just need to remember the words that begin the Lord's Prayer, Our Father, because there's so much great theology behind that of God through what He has done in His Son, Jesus Christ, adopting us to be a part of His family. We were enemies, but now we are seated at His table. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, uh, Kevin, uh um, where can we find you if you want to be found? I like to say that. Are you on social media? Where can our people get your books? Where they find you if they had a question about prayer or anything like that? Yeah, I'd love to hear from listeners. My blog is kevinhalloran.net. That's K-E-V-I-N-H-A-L-L-O-R-A-N.net. There you can connect with me on social media. I'll have links to the book number of different places and i also have a spanish blog people Ooh. can check out and we're and is that all connected in that spanish blog as well is there a link there on that spanish blog yep there is a, a link in the, the menu of my blog well we should have you on this we should have you on the spanish side with uh, uh talk about your book maybe uh with dr rafael um do you have this in spanish by any chance has this been translated in spanish not not yet, but PNR has already approached me about the idea. They haven't confirmed, but I'm really, really hoping it'll be in Spanish as soon as possible. Oh, this would be a great blessing for our Spanish community here and I'm in, in a, the Spanish community just all over the globe. But that would be that would be awesome. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, when prayer is a struggle, a practical guide for overcoming obstacle in prayer uh, by Kevin Halloran and by PNR Publishing. And, and ladies and gentlemen, you guys can, this book, uh, I mean, at the end of each chapter, there are questions for reflection. I mean, this is a book where you can grab a group of people, you know, and go through it together. And discipleship, I think, would be very beneficial. I don't know if that was your intention, uh, Kevin, when you wrote the book, too, about, you know, do it in a group setting. Um, I really appreciate your yeah, it, it was, and mm. my encouragement to people, yeah, follow the questions or talk about things you particularly like and dedicate a good chunk of time and your time together to prayer itself. Mm. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Kevin, thank you for coming on. Uh, I hope to have you back soon. Uh, do you have any other books that you have written that we can talk about at all? Only the ones in my head that aren't published yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope when you do publish those books, we will be the first one to have you on, on Bridge Radio to talk about your latest book. Because, uh, um, ladies and gentlemen, I can't tell you just how uh, how good this book was uh, to just go through. Um, again, I, I, I always say, like, you, you'll be thoroughly blessed. You know, my, my wife says makes fun of me because I always say that. But it, it is true. You know, we, we, we are intentional, uh, ladies and gentlemen, who we bring on in the podcast uh, with with books, um, uh, because we want to make sure that uh, we are being good stewards of the people that we bring on here and, and, and the books that we point you 
too, because it's all about Christ and we want to point you to Christ. And God has given the gift to these authors to write these books, to point you to Christ and all the different aspects of our, our life here as, uh, as servants of our Lord Jesus. And, um, because we do struggle with things and this was just a great encouragement, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me. It's um, a joy and uh, I hope to come down there sometime and meet all of you guys and see the great things the Lord is doing through Bridge Ministries. I'll be waiting. I'll have your ticket ready. You just let me know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this week's episode. When prayer is a struggle with Kevin, Halloran, a practical guide for overcoming obstacles in prayer by P and R Publishing. Um, like I said before, guys, please go get this book. Um, go grab a, a group of people, family members, wife, husband, sons, daughters. Um, it would be a great book, even to go with somebody through that you might be discipling, and this might be. Uh, you know, a struggle. Um, like I said, these questions, the questions uh, for reflection in the back will really, really make you think about prayer. This is why I like this book. Like I love books where that you can go with a group of people or just another, another person, one-on-one, two-on-one, whatever it might be as a, as a family. Um, the book is only about uh, 147 pages you can zip right through this book in literally a day if you're a fast reader i know some people can read a book fairly quickly depending how long the book is but man go get out the book and and i know that you guys will be blessed um it was a blessing for me uh i'm really really hoping uh that it would be a blessing to you uh please don't forget to follow us on facebook instagram twitter and youtube and like we always like to end the show what is your only comfort in life and in death that i am not my own but belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful savior jesus christ till next week guys <laughs>